0: In this week's episode, we have Taylor from Lemon Tree Editorial. And you guys, I know one thing a lot of us struggle with is how to sell ourselves effectively on our websites and the stuff that we write in our emails. How do we make sure that we are not screwing that up? And today's episode is
1: just covering that. Take a listen. We are gathered here today to bring together the wedding community. Whether you are a seasoned pro, a newbie planning to start your own wedding business or an engaged couple hoping to see behind the scenes, we're here to share tips, tricks and laughs with you as we talk weddings. The Union Podcast is a show that aims to build a community for those in the wedding planning trenches. Join Jamie Wolfer, Heather Larie Fear, and special guests in roundtable discussions about the challenges and joys of the wedding business. And now here come your hosts, Jamie and Heather. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us
2: today. We are so excited to have you here. Me too. I'm pumped. Yeah, it is so fun to get a chat with new folks in this industry and folks who were introduced by other people. And it's just like amazing the good reviews and good vibes I was getting from you before we even got to connect because of just like the word around the industry about you. So I think you're making some waves, like good job. Oh, that's so nice of you to say, thank you. And we have you know, a listener base who's mostly new, new wedding planners. So I think there's a lot that they can learn from you today. Can you start out by just telling us a little bit about what you do and you know, why uh, wedding industry folks
3: probably should know who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Taylor De La Fuente. My business is Lemon Tree Editorial, and I am a copywriter who specializes in the wedding industry. So I do get a lot of questions sometimes from folks saying, oh, you're a copywriter. You do contracts. You do copyrights. No. That is cop. That's a different copyright, R I G H T. Copyright, R I G H T, is like trademarking your name or your content. I am a copywriter, W R. I-T-E, which means (laughs) I will write the words that are selling your business and your services for you. Um, So that's that's what I do. And that's the difference between copy and content in general is that content is words that inform and copy are words that sell. So my job is to be your salesperson, like your backup, best version of you um, when you can't be there because maybe it's three o'clock in the morning when your couples are doing their wedding planning, or maybe you're on vacation when your couples are doing their wedding planning or whatever it is, you're, you're busy. So that's why it's important to have some good copy and you can certainly DIY it, but you can also hire uh, somebody who does that professionally, somebody like me. So, um, I'm not necessarily in the wedding industry, meaning I don't, I don't plan weddings or photograph or, you know, design or anything, but I am wedding adjacent and that I only work with Wedding pros, regardless of what you do, as long as you're connected to a wedding somehow, that's that's who I will work with. So, yeah, that's about me. I'm based in Dallas, Texas, but I work with wedding pros everywhere. And um, I've had my business for three years, almost four, and I've been a professional writer my entire my entire career. That's it. That's me.
2: Wow, that is really cool, and I'm glad you explained the difference between copyright and copywriter because I'm sure some people listening to this, you know, can't see the word of how yeah. copywriter felt, spelled. And so having that explanation is really important. And also maybe they don't even know what a copywriter is. You guys, I understand if this is new to you, you're new to business. On that note, can you give us an overview of why a wedding professional might need a copywriter because I think that's like, what does your
3: profession provide or how how do you help business owners? Yeah. Well, let's just, I love that you said that most people listening are newbies and maybe like business in general is new to you. So let's just skip my job to begin with and just talk about copy in general, like why does Mm -hmm. it matter? So I said, copy are words that sell for you. And whether you know it or not, you have copy all over your business right now. It's your probably somewhere on your Instagram, whether it's in your Instagram bio or maybe in some posts where you're asking somebody to click or contact you or go to your website that is copy because you're trying to persuade somebody to do something. If you have like a sales brochure or a pricing brochure, somebody reaches out via your website and they inquire and you send that, that is copy, all the words on there. Of course, your entire website is copy. You're trying to persuade somebody to purchase with you. Inquiry response emails, those are typically copy. So again, copy is anytime that you're trying to sell something and you're using words to persuade. So that is very important because you're not always available. Like I said before, maybe you are on vacation, maybe you're on maternity leave, maybe you've got a full-time job and you do your business part-time right now. There's a million and one reasons why you need some really killer copy to go on your website, on your social media, in your emails, etc. to persuade your couples because you can't do it yourself all the time. And so the better more strategic more personality-packed your copy is, the easier it's going to be for you to make the sale because the copy has already done a lot of the work for you, selling for you. So there's a lot of people who DIY their copy and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's what I recommend in the beginning. However, at some point, if you don't enjoy writing, or maybe you're not getting a lot of, this is called a conversion rate, when somebody reaches out to you to inquire whether they book or not, if they book, that's called a conversion. They convert from a prospective customer to a customer. So if you're getting a lot of people showing up saying, hey, oh, I wonder what it might be like to work with you, but then they don't actually work with you, so that's a low conversion rate, then that's another sign that maybe copy is, the copy on your site is the problem et cetera. So that's where like copy comes in and why you might end up wanting to hire a professional is because sometimes it's hard to write about yourself. And sometimes it's hard to encapsulate everything that is you all in one spot. And so that's where you have professional writers like me. That's my job is to understand the strategy and the story piece and marry those two together. And that's how I sell for you.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I've never heard copies explained in such a succinct and understandable way. Because even before this podcast, like before this interview, I'm like, I know what it is, but I also don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. So to know the difference between copy and content, I think is really, really helpful. Anytime that you're wanting to sell somebody something, sell them yourself or your services, that's the difference between just imparting information. Yeah. My mind was like, just like a little
3: bit (laughs) (laughs) to have you explain it so well. Yeah. So there's your there's your nugget number one right there is copy nugget versus content. <laughs> and not everybody needs a copywriter. That's a great, you know, segue. Like not everybody needs a copywriter. Some people are looking for content writers in their business. If you have a website and you're getting a lot of people to show up and inquire with you, you're getting a lot of people to book with you, and you're looking for somebody to just keep your blog updated, for example. You're not looking for a copywriter. You're looking for a content writer. And those are very different skills mm-hmm. because one is meant to impart information. The other one's meant to persuade. So in theory, you could hire one person who can handle both, but not everybody has that skill set. So you might not even be looking for a copywriter. You might be looking for a content writer in your wow. business.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because I know we, we were really contemplating starting a blog and I'm like, I got to find a copywriter, but I guess I'm looking for a content writer. <laughs> so yes. I appreciate it. Appreciate that clarity. Now we talk a lot here about like being authentic and staying true to yourself and how that's a great way to attract your ideal customer because obviously authenticity is going to create the best trust and the most long-lasting relationship with your customers.
3: So how do you incorporate that when working with business owners looking to improve their website messaging? Okay. I love talking about being authentic and staying true to yourself in your copy because it's definitely difficult, which is honestly one of the reasons that I hear most when somebody tries to hire me is like... I don't know how to talk about myself. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's something that people actively are, are looking for and they recognize, which is a good thing. So I would agree. It's very difficult to talk about yourself because people feel, especially as women, a lot of times we're taught that's self-centered or narcissistic or icky or selfish or, or whatever. Um, and so as everybody always says, there's a line between being confident and being cocky. We want to be on the confident side. And I always say that copywriting is an exercise in self-confidence. You have to be able to tell me because I'm not you, I don't own your business. I'm not your best friend. Although I might want to be, I don't know everything about you and you have to tell me those things. I can't write something if I don't know what it is. So you have to be confident enough that when you hire somebody or you try and do this yourself, you can sit there and go, okay, this is something that I'm good at. This is something that I'm not good at, et cetera. So back to your question about like, how exactly do you do that? I have a few tips, especially if you're going to DIY it one great place to start. And I do this this on behalf of my clients is I look through their past testimonials or reviews from past clients or current Mm -hmm. clients. And so if you don't do this already, which actually most people don't, I highly recommend creating just a basic spreadsheet on maybe Google Drive or on your laptop, do a spreadsheet and put together all of your reviews, the person's name, what they said, and maybe a link back to where it was posted, like it was posted on Google or Facebook or via email or whatever. And you have them all in one place and update that maybe even just twice a year. But then you can go back and look at all of them in one spot and look for patterns. So is everybody talking about how funny you are? Is everybody talking about how responsible and on top of it and timely you are? Is everybody talking about whatever? And those are the things that are standing out to your customers. And so you can essentially reverse engineer that and put that back into your copy. So if, Maybe something that you thought was super important to customers, nobody's mentioning it in the reviews. It doesn't mean never to write about that on your site. It just means like maybe you should put the things that they're talking about in there a little bit more. So um, again, if everybody's saying, oh my gosh, not only did I love working with Heather, but she also is like so hilarious. She is the most funny person that I know. Then that might be something where you can slide in there, maybe on the about page, you can say like, not only am I a super talented, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got all these skills. I went to school. I've won awards. All of these important like resume type things, which are very common on the about page. But then you can also say, and by the way, like, I like to laugh and I hope to make you laugh or, you know, expect a lot of jokes on our first consultation call, for example, those, those kinds of things. So." Reverse engineering your testimonials is a great way to add some personality in. Another tip I like to think of is pretend or you can even look through your phone but pretend you're going to text uh an old friend somebody who you're very close with but maybe you haven't talked to in a while what would you say like how would you how would you greet them how what emojis would you use what kind of slang terms do you use um or sayings or whatever do you have any isms like are there any jamie isms that you (laughs) say and repeat Mm -hmm. over and over again that if they were going to have a movie about you somebody else. Would say, oh, um, when Jennifer Lawrence plays Jamie in this movie, she has to say that because that's such a Jamie thing to say. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, um, I would, yeah. I would be so be a lot. There would be a lot of Jamieisms. Very few Heatherisms. I would I have say. A lot of isms. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her own catchphrase game going. This. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my goodness! I love that nugget about the testimonials. Though. Oh my gosh! We yeah. just take a minute to appreciate how amazing that is because like so good so good so good you guys we have been collecting testimonials for the master plan for the mastermind for different things and like we didn't make a spreadsheet but the spreadsheet's smart so we can look at it as data to figure out what are the what are the things that our clients are telling us yeah. are important? Cause it's not even just like, what's great about me, but what do my clients value in me? And therefore it is the important thing for them to know I offer when it's yeah. my, um, you know, perfect client out there floating around in the ether. Like, how do I
3: draw them to me? I tell them what I know is important to them.
0: Wow.
3: Um, yeah, so I love exactly. Yeah. yeah, Especially so especially if you've got a lot of clients, maybe you've been in business for a long time and your business has evolved where maybe the type of client who you want to attract you weren't working with previously, lean more on the people who you want every future client to be like and less on the people who maybe weren't as good of a fit. So if everybody who wasn't as good of a fit was saying, wow, Heather was so affordable. And maybe you've raised your prices since then, or maybe you're going after a more high-end like luxury client, then maybe that's not the the thing that you pick up on. So you have to use a little bit of your best judgment, but typically your clients will tell you exactly what they're looking for. And so don't work smarter, not harder, my friends. Yes, that is smarter.
2: I love that. And I think it is something that so many wedding professionals don't do because they get their reviews on some of the big websites and they just kind of sit there and they don't think to leverage that as data to help them bring in more clients. So Mm -hmm. I think that's so smart. We did something
0: a little risky recently, and we have kind of been shocked with the results. Uh, I'm sure you guys have been around long enough for you to have heard us talk about the master plan. And we took it from a six month or a 12 month option and turned it into a monthly subscription service. And guys, it is going gangbusters right now.
2: It sure is, Jamie. And it was really scary. I remember the day we switched it over and we were like, did we just make this product 10% of the price <laughs> that it was? So we just gave a 90% discount and perhaps this was a very foolish decision, but it has been a very lucrative decision, I will tell you what. And we wanna cut you guys in on it.
0: Yeah. Obviously we're huge fans of affiliate marketing. We don't shut up about affiliate marketing. We just get really excited about the products that we're excited about. And we can see that this has like a, like now this is pretty successful. And it does meet the needs of a lot of clients that a lot of us as wedding planners can't personally meet with. So we wanna invite you into the affiliate program because we know that this will be an asset both for you and for your clients. But guess what? It's not just gonna stop there because I know
2: affiliate marketing can be scary. What are you gonna do for them, Heather? I will personally connect with you to give you ideas of how to take what the master plan provides and integrate it into your business, whatever you do in the wedding industry and have that seamlessly go together without taking away from your main business. Cause that's the thing that a lot of the the folks we've worked with that have become affiliates were concerned about at first. They're like, well, I am a wedding planner. So how do I sell a wedding planning course made and hosted by Jamie? Like this awkward for me, but it isn't. There are a lot of ways to put this together to do what I like to call as not throwing away the scraps, which is kind of how I look at it. When you have amazing leads come in and some of them just can't, they don't work with your timetables. They don't work with your budget, whatever the situation is, those sort of solutions are out there. And there are many of them. That's just one. And I, I want to sit down with you and work through that so we can help you be a successful affiliate.
0: And Hey, you know what? That means that we are getting the master plan into the hands of those that really and truly need it. We're seeing an awesome response and we'd love to have you be a part of it. So head on over to theunionpodcast.com slash TMP to sign up to become an affiliate today. And if you have any concerns on how to pitch this or how to talk about it or how to sell it, how to not throw away the scraps, don't worry. I'm gonna put Heather to work and she's gonna tell you exactly how to do it.
2: (laughs) Yes, I will. I will make sure you're taken care of and we will make it a success together to help lots of your clients. can we jump back it sounded like you might have had more nuggets there and i kind of cut you off because i was so excited about your testimonials yeah sorry about about jennifer garner or what was jennifer Jennifer lawrence Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. Lawrence. i'm like which jennifer was it one of the
0: fancy
3: law
2: jay law -Law. because i would totally be
0: the person to be like where's the pizza so i feel like she's a good accurate representation thank you for selecting her please go on
3: Okay. So we've got testimonial mining. That's a great one. And that's a great one to assign to somebody who's not the CEO of the business. So give that to your VA. I have my VA do it every so often. I'm just like, can you update this spreadsheet? Whatever. And I use it also. I keep track of where I use testimonials on the site because I don't want to use the same one over and over again. So I will say I use this one on the about page. I use this one on the homepage, whatever. So. Again, that was tip number one. Can I ask
2: you a question on that? Mm-hmm. Even what you just mentioned, saying that you have testimonials all over the website, people should be doing. Oh, that, right? yes,
3: everywhere. That's a common, that's a common question or a common mistake that I see. Do not, please, please do not have one single page on your website called reviews or testimonials and shove all your reviews there, because that is where they will go to die. Nobody will ever click on that page that's what you're risking at least is that somebody never clicks on that page and they never see the reviews. Let me ask you this, Heather, how (laughs) many times have you gone on Amazon to buy a $2 what's a majiggy and you still read the reviews before you buy the $2? Probably not a $2. No, I it'd
2: have to be spending 50 bucks probably for me to really $50. What's a majiggy. Then I probably go read the reviews, but I wouldn't dig down very far because I know they like sort the reviews. So
3: Right. But you're still looking for, did it get four out of five stars? Right. What did people say? Like you're reading at least one. So my point is people want to know what other people think, even if they don't read every single one,
1: mm-hmm.
3: even if it's just 50 bucks and maybe your wedding clients are spending, you know, 5,000. Mm hmm. They definitely are going to want to know what other people think. And your website is you saying, hey, I'm awesome. You should hire me. And you should sprinkle in some examples of somebody else saying, yeah, Jamie's awesome. You should hire her. She totally gets it. Like she did this and this and this for me. And she was great. So, you know, the the best way I recommend to do this is you marry the testimonial with the content on the page. So for example, on your about page, if you're saying, I'm super reliable, I've won all these awards, I'm professionally trained, which is not something everybody else has, then we should try and pick a testimonial that says, Oh my gosh. Not only was Taylor super naturally talented in floristry and designing these floral arrangements, but she actually has like professional training from like the top school in the country, which is so hard to find or whatever. So try and match the testimonial with the content on the page. This is so good.
0: I could just see the wheels and Heather's turning like in her head, turning of
2: all the things she's going to go change on a website
3: tonight. Exactly, I'm I, I literally know you're going to. I I'm going crazy.
2: Going I'm Like, I need to do this
3: immediately. i I'm been doing it all wrong. And these are little things, right? Yeah, like this is not spend twenty hours changing every little thing, being uber creative, whatever. These are like small, little strategic things that you can do that will just immediately boost the efficacy of your site.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You guys, I literally opened another tab on my browser and I'm looking at our testimonials
3: <laughs> and so I'm over here. And I was like,
2: where could these go on the website? Just like, as I'm listening to Taylor drop genius over there, I'm like, let me just start. Yeah, Taylor, where have you been our whole lives?
0: Basically, I think is
2: the root of all of this.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad we're acquainted now. This yeah, is perfect. Thank you to Kara. And if you haven't listened to Kara's episode, you can go back and listen to that one. Oh my gosh. She's a bridal friends. coach and like phenomenal. But anyway, Kara was like, oh my God, I just recorded this podcast episode and you need to talk to these people. And so I was like, okay, great. I, I just reach love out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we are glad she introduced you because
2: honestly, you know, we DIY'd our copy. It's doing well. Like you mentioned the conversion yeah. thing. We're, we're converting like hotcakes around here, but- Yeah. Yeah, There's always room for improvement. So maybe we'll yeah. have to t- to pick your brain on some more specific things later. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, something to think about. But for our listeners, because I know you guys don't want to hear about our copy. Mm-hmm. You want to think about your copy and your right. websites. I was wondering if copy plays into SEO and how those intermingle. Because on the oh, website, yeah. I know the words not only help sell people and, you know, give an idea of what you do and whatnot, but also help you rank better on the interwebs. Yes. Yes. So how how does that all come together? and, And what things can our listeners do to improve
3: their SEO right now by improving their copy? Okay. Here's the, first of all, SEO is very complicated. SEO stands for search engine optimization. If you're listening and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? So SEO is very complicated. I used to run the content department at an SEO digital marketing agency for about three years. So I happen to know a lot about this, which not not all people do. Uh, here's the quick and dirty version is SEO is how the internet finds you when you go to Google or Bing or wherever and you say, I'm looking for the best wedding photographer in Miami. It is searching all the little pages on the internet, trying to find pages that talk about photographer, Miami, best, whatever. And that's how it decides what comes up. So... There's two things that influence that. What's on the page, that's called on-page SEO. And what's off the page, behind the scenes, on the techie side, that's called back-end SEO. So if you're having a back-end problem, you'd hide like a super te- super techie nerd, who, which I am not. Um, or if you're looking for on-page SEO or front-end SEO, that's when you would hire a content or a copywriter to pay attention to things like keywords and your title tag and your meta description of your page. So that's my tip number one is you can DIY the title tag and the meta description on every page on your site. You could do it yourself. So the title tag and the meta description is kind of like your movie trailer. It's like the title of the movie and the movie trailer. There are character limits on them. I know this is super technical. So I hope everybody's listening is taking notes and not driving. <laughs> or you can come back to this later. But your title tag is 50 to 60 characters, not words, characters. And the meta description that goes below it is 150 to 160 characters. So you wanna be in that sweet spot between those two. And everybody knows what this looks like because if you go to Google right now and you Google best photographer in Miami, you'll see it comes up with a little headline and then right below it a little paragraph. And so that's what I'm talking about. You can write that yourself and set that for every single page. So some tips um, you want to include some keywords. So again, like Miami wedding photographer, for example, if you were looking for that, what would you be typing into Google trying to find it? Top Miami wedding photographer, best Miami wedding photographer, elopement photographers in Miami, like whatever. Those are all examples of keywords. So you can just use, you know, logic and maybe a piece of paper and a pen and think of some of those things, put them down and then try and string them together so that way it hits that character limit. If you're if you want to want a lot of awards, maybe you put your name in there because maybe if people googled your name, they would they would know you and you'd want that to come up. Um, so you can put that there in the headline. and then in the the little paragraph below it, that's called the meta description, that's where you can get to be a little more frilly and you can be a little less serious and you can say things like, relive your wedding day over and over again with amazing wedding photography by, Taylor Delafuente, Miami's best wedding photographer, or something like that. And mm-hmm. then, if you've got space for another sentence, which you probably will, you can say, learn about her pricing process and FAQs, like whatever they can expect to see on the page. So, it's kind of like one overall sentence about the value or like what you're offering. And then the second sentence can be a little more specific, like contact her by email, phone, or contact form something like that. If you're talking about a contact page, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel
2: like we've done that. Well, you guys
3: not going to lie. I don't think
2: we've done that.
0: No, I don't think we've done that at all. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm just
2: spreading a list of our to do's here. Heather's going to have a long night. I tell you what. Oh boy. (laughs)
0: we interrupt this week's podcast for Jamie to use a weird voice to talk about something she's really excited about. You guys, I will never stop talking about HoneyBook. You know, you know I'm obsessed with this platform. It is just the most comprehensive way for me as a wedding planner to make sure I'm tracking my clients, keep all the files in the same exact place, keep all of our communication centralized, and to make sure I don't double book because I know that's the nightmare of so many of us. Right now, HoneyBook is offering 50% 50% off a one-year subscription, which is absolutely insane. I don't know why they didn't offer this when I first signed up. To be honest, I'm a little bit bitter, but you have the awesome opportunity of taking advantage of this today. So if you are interested, head on over to the unionpodcast.com HoneyBook and sign up today. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking about it. Actually, I'm probably going to keep talking about it anyways. So you should just go sign up.
3: So this is yet another small thing that you can do to try and tweak. Maybe you'll show up a little bit higher when somebody Mm. searches for like top wedding podcast. We can use the union as an example. So like an example title tag would be like wedding, you know, education and tips for wedding professionals and engaged couples. That might be too long, but something like that where you're trying to say, like, what is it about or top wedding podcast for couples and pros? would be an example of a title tag. And then right below it is probably two sentences to hit that 150, 160 characters. And you'd say, get to know hosts Jamie and Heather as they talk to engaged couples and wedding pros about the wedding industry, Here behind the scenes stories and tips from other professionals. There's an example right there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Done.
2: That was so easy for you. This, You guys, <laughs> this is why it would be
3: nice to hire a professional because
2: I'm here. Say these words, and I'm like, that would have taken me an hour to develop in my brain very slowly. (laughs) Words are hard sometimes, (laughs) especially when you're talking about yourself. And that's normal, right? right? That developing copy for your own site or even the tags and the keywords can be really hard Mm -hmm. to sort out for your own
3: business sometimes. Mm. Absolutely. And that's actually one of my biggest things that I tell people whenever they're asking about like, how do I know when is the right time to hire somebody? Like it is not within the first year of your business. That's a hundred percent for sure. Do not say I'm going to start a business. I'm doing it today. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to go out there and hire a copywriter. That is not going, they will take your money, but that is not going to be a worthwhile use of that money because you don't have the answers to all of the questions that somebody would ask you like, what do you offer? How much does it cost? What's your process? Why would somebody choose you over the next vendor who does what you do? What makes you different? What makes you special? All of these things, you're not going to have an answer to any of that yet. Or you do have an answer, but you know a month from now, it's going to change. So to protect your funds, which I'm going to assume are limited because mine are limited, money doesn't grow on trees, I would not hire a copywriter until you're at least a year but maybe even two years in business. Hmm.
0: No, I think that's such sage advice because so many times we get crippled by these things, but there's honestly a process that you have to work through. You don't know what your offerings are yet. You don't know what limitations you're going to set. I don't know about you, but in the first year that I was in business, I made so many changes. I made so yeah. many changes to my offerings because I was like, nope, not doing that again. Or, ooh, mm-hmm. I want to add this on. And that would have all been wasted in the very beginning to bring somebody on for copy because... I would have changed everything and then we'd have to redo it. And I think you need to spend a little bit of time like working on your business and figuring out your offerings and maybe honing in your own version of copy. Even if you may be kind of stumbling through it for a while, at least you'll know it. You know, you've touched that part of your business and then you've grown enough to pass it off to a professional.
3: Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Like there isn't... As much as I'd love to say, please hire me. Everybody out there should hire me. That's actually not true. And that's how you know that somebody is giving you good advice for you, not for themselves when you're on like a sales call or a discovery call is when, you know, you can ask them like, when when would you recommend that I hire a copywriter or a website designer or an SEO expert or whomever you're considering hiring and have them tell you when is the right time and when is the wrong time. And then you can evaluate for yourself or with them, what what the timeline would be like.
0: Now, question for those who are in that first year, as far as writing copy, what are your thoughts on templates, like templated email responses? When you find the right words, when you find the right rhythm, do you recommend that uh, early entrepreneurs or even season ones would implement something like that when it comes to email communication?
3: Templates are not my favorite. That's just yep. it's just not my style. My entire position honestly about life but especially in business is that um the there's a million and one DJs out there. There's a million and one florists. There's a million and one bakers. There's only one you. And so like what is the reason why somebody would hire you? to bake their wedding cake instead of the next baker. There's gotta be a reason. There's probably multiple reasons. That's what I call your special sauce. It's a thing that makes you different. Like, what do you bring to the table that nobody else brings? It's that special sauce. And a template just by default is not going to have that. In fact, it's the opposite. It is a cookie cutter solution. There is no special sauce. It's the same thing over and over again. And so while I don't think that they are a bad thing, if you're totally desperate or you're really in the beginning, you've got, you're have got you completely underwater, you have no idea what to do. I think it's better if you just spend a little bit of time trying to lean in and own who you are and your individuality, as opposed to just throwing 20 bucks at at it and using somebody else's template. You can Google a free template and then take that as a building block and customize it for yourself. Oh, and something yeah, like I, that would be better.
0: Yeah, I had meant more like a template of my own words uh, or of the of the person's own words, and then just reusing that instead of typing oh, scratch oh, every time. I oh, didn't really buy email templates for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's I, a very I know common that. Thing. But- and the reason I say this is because we just acquired a wedding venue recently, and my husband is terrible at emails. Like he's like he'll give you a two sentence answer. I'm like, these are couples getting married. Romance them. like give them a little something yeah, more I live so love. I've given him my templates to be like, please use this. like don't don't respond the way that you are. You will scare
3: them away. So <laughs> oh, no, sorry. So I misunderstood. There, yes, I do think again, let's work smarter, not harder. if yeah. you've spent the time crafting an email that is polite and persuasive and it's got some personality and checks all the boxes and everything, then absolutely you should be reusing that because it's going to save you a lot of time. But there is such a thing as like template shops where you can go even from a copywriter like me, or maybe somebody who does what you do, like a famous wedding photographer, a famous wedding planner who offers templates of their emails. You can buy, they sell those. You can buy, Things from people like, you know, the Jenna Kutchers of the world and see what they write to people. And you can copy and paste that. But those people are so big and so famous that now probably half the pros out there use them. And so at some point, like, not only is it being copied from place to place to place, but then you're losing like your opportunity to show off what makes you different and special. So if I recommend you create your own and then you just reuse them over and over again. Yeah. That's what we did for
2: the email sequences for the company that Jamie has that I help with um, all the tech stuff. And Jamie's voice was easier for me to parrot, to create emails than I think it was for her to write for herself. And I think that kind of ties into the point of having someone come in to write your copy for you can be helpful because sometimes taking your own voice and putting it into words, on your computer keyboard. Some, for some reason is almost impossible, yes. uh, but someone else listening to you and knowing what's awesome about you and translating in, in that into the words for you goes a little more smoothly. And that was, that was a really interesting experience for us because um, other folks on our team thought that Jamie had written all the emails. Yeah. I was able to parrot yes. her style that and I like, know it was good. Yeah. I was, it was like, I channeled her. It was really cool. Was like, it was kind of creepy. To be
0: <laughs> From my end, I was like, She's inside my brain, <laughs> but it was a stumbling block for me because there's no way I could I could put together that email sequence. It wasn't my gift. I'm busy doing videos or running other things, and so we had to figure out how to make that work for our business. And now that email list is at what seventeen thousand people. Like yeah. we would have been had we not had I not outsourced that to Heather. Um, we would have been stuck or not growing in that area. So that was it. Was a cool moment a weird moment as a business owner, but a cool moment to be like, I can no longer hold on to this. I have to pass this off to somebody. And then freaking Parrot McGee over there (laughs) sounds literally just like me. And I'm like, oh, we should have done this like a year ago.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was easier for me to write her emails. Well, especially because Jamie has this wealth of content that I can watch how she would word things and like pull the words right out of her mouth, basically, versus me trying to write emails for my own product. When I had my own wedding planning course, I was like, this is hard when I tried to do it for myself. And then it was, it just came so easily for her. So I can see how, if you brought in someone who is outside of your brain and can see what's awesome about you, see what you offer, hear the testimonials and the, the strong aspects of what you do, and be able to help you put that together when you're ready for it, when you're not at that beginning stage, because you won't have all that information. Like you said, when you're just getting started, you're not really sure what your strong features are that your clients are going to resonate with. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is so interesting.
0: I know we think I I knew I'd like this one, but I didn't think that we'd be this nerdy. So Taylor, you're a champion. Thanks
3: for. <laughs> oh no, I'm I am a word nerd, so I'm yes. glad that we are all we're just diving deep together. Yes, ma'am.
0: Speaking of which, I noticed in your bio that you consider yourself to have a big mouth. Love that. Oh, yeah. I also uh, <laughs> because Hi, I, I'm pretty sure you and I are uh, birds of the same feather for sure. Yeah, parrot
2: McGee. Uh,
0: <laughs> parrot McGee. I don't know where that came from. Sometimes I see these catchphrases like, and it just, it's, it sticks and I apologize. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also love how you believe that words have power and you're using your words for good. I like to think that uh, Heather and I are doing the same and that we're trying to do, especially with this podcast. Can you talk a little bit about that and how our community can use their powers, whatever they need be for, uh, for good as well?
3: Yeah, totally. So sort of a passion project of mine is talking about inclusive language, especially as the the world is becoming uh more woke for lack of a better term, and it's definitely, you know, a long time coming, but people are paying a lot of attention To what they say and how they say it and realizing that your words matter. And that's kind of my point and why I I care about this profession in general is like your words do matter. Like I always say, whoever said sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Like they were a dumbass. Don't listen to that person. That was completely stupid. Uh, They absolutely matter. And anybody who's ever been called a name or anything would know exactly what that what that feels like. And that's why using your words in a specific way matter and paying attention to what you say and how you say it. So each of us has privilege, whether it's a little bit, a lot of it, everybody has some kind of privilege. My position is that privilege is power. And so when you have power, just like Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. You have a responsibility to use the power that you have for good. And part of that power is your platform. Like the way that you use your power is your platform. And for y'all, you have a podcast. That's an amazing platform. You have a Facebook group, amazing platform. Some people might have an Instagram following with a hundred people, but that's still a platform. You might go to a monthly uh, wedding vendor association in your area. That's a platform. You might have a one-on-one with your business bestie, that is still a platform. So the words that you use in all of those places absolutely matter. And so I find that um, individuality and uniqueness is so hard to come by these days because everybody is so obsessed with being trendy and doing what everybody else is doing that when you actually speak up and you say something that is important to you and maybe is different from what other people are saying, then people are drawn to you like a magnet. And they're just ready to listen to everything that you have to say. And so all of that combines together to say, whoever is listening, whoever you are, you have privilege, which means you have power. I know you have a platform, even if it's going and you know calling your mom on the phone or going over to your next door neighbor's house and knocking on their door. Everybody has a platform. So you have a responsibility to change And influence the world that you live in with the words that you use. And maybe that means being more inclusive. Maybe that means being more original and authentic to yourself, expressing some opinions, being brave and saying, hey, I disagree, or I think you're doing it wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. But everybody has an opportunity to do that. I love that so
2: much. And I'm really glad that you're using your power, your platforms to encourage people to do that because you are in a position where you're educating and teaching people how to be a wordsmith like you. Okay. And um, it's important they're, they're considering that. And I think, you know, like you said, long time coming, but more important now than ever to be very clear with your language of, of what sort of person you are and what you are accepting of and all these different things that are out there in the world that, that people want to know your opinions on. And, and you have to find a way to share that and um, be supportive of the communities you love and, and all of that. So thank you for that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm borrowing your platform. So thank you for (laughs) Well, on that note. Thank you for being here. And I think you've just
2: like popped open a few new projects for me to work on. Um, I have a feeling we
0: might need to do a follow-up episode
2: basically for our own sake. um, And then
0: hopefully it'll benefit the audience as well, because I took a page full of notes and yeah.
3: Yeah. Like you're just, you're just a a wealth of wisdom, my friends. I would love to do that. And, um, I, I want to say this to the two of you, but also whoever is listening. I, I have conversations like this a lot where people are like, Whoa, mind blown, like had no idea. And they take all these notes and they go and make changes and they're like, okay, but now I don't know if I made the changes. Right. And so mm. I offer on my website or you could go to my Instagram bio and it's there in my link in bio too, but I offer a free Page review, just one page of your website, but I will go and look at a page of your website and just tell you this is what I would change. This needs tweaking. This is in the wrong spot. This color blends in, like it might even be design too. But, um, I do that for anybody and everybody. So if you're just like, I don't even know where to start, I will do it without you touching it. Or you could be again, work smarter, not harder. You could listen to this, take these tips, make those changes, and then send something to me and say, Hey, I listened to your podcast episode on the union. I made some changes and I'm wondering, did I do it right? Can you, can you tell me? Oh snap. You guys, that's amazing that's that's game
0: changer stuff for our listeners right now that's game changer stuff for us i'm like heather let's figure out what page
2: we want her to look yeah, at because one? <laughs> yeah. we got that's a couple really businesses kind. we were gonna have maybe yep. can we we can submit one for each or <laughs> we'll, what are we talking we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, for it's for
3: one while. per business that is the rule <laughs> Ooh, so there we you go can do multiple
2: yes so
3: uh,
0: well speaking of your instagram and website uh taylor where can people find you
3: Absolutely. Uh my Instagram is at LT Editorial. LT stands for Lemon Tree Editorial. And my website is the same. It's lteditorial.com. So super easy. You can find me. Those two places are my top two places. And like I mentioned, if anybody wants that free page review, you can just head there and uh, it's in the footer on my website or it's it's in the link in bio. But that's a free thing for anybody who wants it. I just sometimes you need personalized help and that's that's the only way to get it. It's just one-on-one. So I just do it and I hope it helps you. Whoever, whoever needs it. I hope it's what, what you're looking for.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. You guys, I know we are all just like wanting to give a round of applause for Taylor, but I don't (laughs) want to clap into the microphone, but I'm like so excited. So thank you for being here. Thank you for what you're doing for this community. And we are
1: just so jazzed that you were with us here today.
3: Oh, thank you for having me. It was super fun.
1: You've just walked down the aisle of today's episode of the Union Podcast. Thank you for celebrating today's show with us. We hope that you found a little gem of wedding wisdom from this episode. Please let us know your feedback by sharing a screenshot of this episode on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Union Podcast so we can hear your voices. Let us know what topics you'd love to hear about on future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Until next time, stay lovely, wedding friends.